Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Road to Abundance with Mike Shabbat. And today we have a special guest and a friend of mine, Rachel. She's a functional medicine practitioner. Nutritionist. Nutritionist. Yeah, I was close. It. It's too much word for my French my French person. So um, tell us a little bit what exactly is that? What do you do? And yeah. then we're going to get into like from where you started to where you are now and yeah. stuff like that. Well, a little bit of background about me is I went to uh, Baylor for nutrition science and dietetics, became a registered dietitian, and then I'm certified in functional medicine. Functional medicine basically means root cause. It's taking a little bit more of a holistic approach to our health. And I have my own practice in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where we help people get to the root cause of their health issues. Um, we help them heal and then optimize their mental and physical health. And we do that through a lot of extensive lab testing, very different testing than what you would typically do at a normal primary care doctor. We do things like gut microbiome testing, hormones, adrenals. We'll even do some toxin testing as well, too. So our goal is to figure out the why versus the what, which is a big different than typical Western medicine. We also do nutrition coaching. And then we, what I think is the most important part of what we do is personal development and helping identify hidden traumas in the body. And if you think about it, you know, most of us have some type of trauma and about one out of every third person has gone through a very traumatic life event, but traumas can manifest in different ways throughout the body mm -hmm. as well, too. So um, when it comes to these traumas, it really affects the way that we think, which affects the way that um, we go about our lives and the habits that we create. And I, these can manifest in different things, um, a lot of chronic disease. So these can be things like obesity, uh, food addiction, of course, and other type of body manifestations too, like autoimmune conditions, gut issues. I see that quite a bit. So I personally believe that the work we do on ourselves is the most important work that we we do and really diving into the personal development side and the testing really helps us create more like this holistic look so basically um you help them with their nutrition and on top of that as we know as you said yeah people that have trauma because everybody had trauma subconscious um a lot of people don't even know about those trauma can be young trauma or whatever mm -hmm. like at a younger age and those trauma are going to cause uh, cause emotional leaks and stuff so yeah. even if you fix it with nutrition and all that stuff, you need to fix that too, which a lot of people don't do. Yeah, I mean, if it was as easy as just eat this and eat this, I think we wouldn't live in a world where most people are, you know, chronically overweight or obese. And that's the number one cause of mortality is literally like type two diabetes and obesity. Mm -hmm. It's the number one risk factor even for COVID and everything. And it's not so much of just knowing what to eat. It comes down to these traumas that affects our thoughts and our habits, leading to unhealthy relationships with food, food addictions, yeah. not being able to follow through on certain commitments to ourselves. So going to see a nutritionist is <laughs> going to see a nutritionist is great being told what to do. And some people, yes, they just need to know what to eat because of the yeah. lack of information out there. But it sometimes goes much deeper than that from what I've seen. And it really is mental and even peeling back the onion even deeper. Mm -hmm. There's usually a lot of traumas there as well. Yeah, I remember like back then I did one of the I was my body was rejecting one ingredient. I don't remember if it was bread or something like that. And um, I had a big fight while I was like with my girlfriend back then while I was eating bread. And mm -hmm. then my brain triggered the emotion with 
uh, linked it to this food. And then every time I was having it, I was not feeling good. My stomach was upset. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm eating healthy, but something is wrong. And then we mm-hmm. found that uh, subconscious link. And when we fixed it, then I, I was I was able, now I just don't eat gluten and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I mean, I had trouble because of that. So it's like a lot of people don't even know about that. So it's super interesting that mm-hmm. you fix them while well, you help them fix themselves with not only the nutrition, the good food, but also everything that is personal development and spirituality and like having a healthy life, like being balanced. Yeah. And I like to think of like fitness and nutrition. It is like that gateway drug, like I said, to personal development. And that's even how like my own journey started is like I was an athlete. I was a gymnast. I was a dancer. I went off to college and kind of got more into like, you know, sorority girl, party scene, normal college kind of stuff. And um, wasn't really feeling my best, wasn't living my best life. And I started to pick up weightlifting and I got really, really into bodybuilding. And my personal development journey started off as I always want to be in peak physical shape. I want to have six pack abs. And I became known as like Rachel Shear shredded six pack abs. And I was doing all these bodybuilding competitions. And there was a lot of discipline to go with it, of course, because I think with fitness, it creates a lot of discipline. Um, But that was kind of like phase one. And, you know, I think oftentimes it starts off as I just want to get in shape. I want to lose some weight. I want to look hot. And then you realize you for other reasons. But then there's other things and you realize, okay, like this was great. And it created a good amount of self-discipline. You know, we need to start focusing first on our foods, you know, what we're putting into our body. Are we getting exercise? Those basic Mm -hmm. things. But then I think what it always leads into is some deeper layered things. You know, we're peeling back the the onion a little bit there. And that's even what happened with my own story. Um, I was actually at like my peak physical state where someone would have looked at me and been like, oh my gosh, this girl is like the epitome of fitness. I was on the cover of Train Magazine two times in a row, bodybuilding.com, like back-to-back bikini competitions. You know, I had that quarter of a million following online, but like that also was a period of my life where I felt so empty as well too. And it was also during that period where actually my health internally started to go to shit. And I started to develop a lot of gut issues. I started to have like extreme bloating, GI issues. My thyroid was off. My hormones were off as well too. So it was kind of during that period where I started to go see a bunch of different doctors. Okay, what is going on? This doesn't make sense. You know, I'm the epitome of health. I'm fitness. I'm nutrition. and doing all of these things. But there was also some deeper layer things going on. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, I put a lot of my value in the external and, you know, perfectionism as well, too. Um, so I pushed my body to these extreme limits, which started off as a very, very healthy venture with just, like, wanting to get fit, see what I was capable of. But it soon evolved into something much more where now now, um, my gut issues were so severe that um, I even uh, was told by one doctor they wanted to cut out my entire large intestine. So, like, this wasn't just like, okay, I had like an upset stomach every now and then. This was like, you know, debilitating pain where I would eat and I would be like literally lying on the kitchen floor crying because I like was afraid to eat. And I had this very unhealthy relationship with food. And on top of that, you know, I had like my thyroid had plummeted. I basically, my hormones looked like I was menopausal. So everything is interconnected in our body, right? Mm-hmm. Where normal Western medicine, um, we look at it as like 
a set of independent organs, but it's really not how it works. Yeah. Um, it's all interconnected. So when one thing got off, everything else got off in the body. And it was actually through going to all of these different doctors, being thrown on pills, you know, here's birth control for your hormones. Here's thyroid medication. Here's a bunch of different things for your gut. That's what they do often in Western uh, yeah. like society. They don't try to fix the root. They're just going to feed you with drugs, make money. It's simple for them. And then, Like you said, you would be depressed, take antidepressant mm -hmm. too, this and that, and then it just kills your whole inside. Yeah. So, yeah, I keep going. There, you're just given a bunch of different Band-Aids to mm -hmm. treat these symptoms, but it's not treating the root of the issue. And it was actually when I finally ended up um, at that colorectal surgeon's office who, because my gut was so impaired, the motility in my gut, like the transit of food through my gut, like came to a halt because of everything was so off. Um, and he was like, hey, what we can do is like this cannot be fixed. What we'll do is we'll just cut out the large intestine. We'll sew the small intestine to the rectum. I know that's not a sexy conversation to have, mm -hmm. but that's what he told me. And I was so desperate at the time. I was like, well, you know, if this is what's going to get rid of the massive amount of pain I'm in, like maybe. But um, that's what really then catapulted me into now what I do, which is functional medicine. Before I was just a nutritionist, calories in, calories out, macros, fitness, you know, and all of that. And it got me to the body, but internally I was not healthy and I also hadn't addressed this either. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was the same for me. I started training to look hot and like ego and then mm – -hmm. um, when I did competition and all that stuff. And that's what a lot of people uh, get to, even in that journey of being like physically perfect mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, I was competing Mr. Canada, taking steroids. Um, I was still checking my food, but I was eating a lot of meat, a lot of this, a lot of that. And I was at the best shape of my life, but mentally I was so fucked. <laughs> like it was bad mm -hmm. and I was unhappy and Um, plus the steroids play uh, with your hormones and your yeah. mood. And and I remember for Canada, I did Trenbolone, which is super hard steroids. And fuck, you became like a female, but full of testosterone. So it's like worst combo ever. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's I that's how I, I started to try fixing the problem, like at mm -hmm. the root cause. And I'm still working on my gut because I just had two sessions this week just with um, a guy that's fixing those stuff for me. Um, through energy mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's helping a lot and and as you said like even when you eat good sometimes those people don't have the rest of the lifestyle that's why I like mm -hmm. like your lifestyle mind we're balanced we're not only want to be in good physical condition but we want to have the mindset and the mm -hmm. LT uh, energy LT body and LT mind yeah and I think it though it comes from being on the extreme side like you were on the extreme <laughs> side of fitness I was on the extreme side of fitness to knowing like this isn't good this isn't good for you there's not the it's, it's not what I thought it was going to yeah. be like I feel very very empty you know I'm actually way more happy I am now in my body that I'm in and I'm still in incredible shape but I wasn't as shred as I was then but like my mental health the purpose that I have um, just mm -hmm. the amount of self-awareness I have about myself I actually heard um, this quote in a book I was reading this morning it's It's called Warrior by Greg Munson, and he said, fulfillment comes from two things. First, self-mastery, and then um, self-leadership, which allows us then to serve other people. And, you know, if you think about it, we really can't serve other people, show up for the people in our lives that we say we love so much. We can't help other people if we 
don't know ourselves, yeah. if we haven't done the work, we can't lead ourselves. Help and I yourself think, first. Yeah. And it's uh, most of us are walking around very, very unconscious. And um, I've also read, uh, we, we talked a little bit earlier, but a holistic psychologist, Dr. Nicola Perra, I read her book, How to Do the Work. And she even talks about as um, a psychologist, how, you know, mo- what's the coincidence that most of the people who end up in her, her office with all of these traumas and emotional issues get what they also suffer from autoimmune conditions yeah. god issues as well too and that's not a coincidence because the body keeps the score mm-hmm. and it manifests in disease in different ways like we i talked about before food addiction obesity inflammation yeah it's like um, your body's alerting you and we just don't yeah. listen to the message we stop tuning in with their body and we stop being in tune and, and meditating and all that good stuff now because of technology and the food we want things fast put in the microwave full of bad oh, yeah. stuff with the microwave full of fast food sugar gluten has been so modified corn has been modified and you put all that trash in your body and plus you have all those trauma that you don't fix and your mm-hmm. life is stressful and you're always on your phone so that's mm-hmm. how you end up being like... It makes like, sense why we're sick, yeah, unhealthy, exactly. overweight, you know, why like we're having such severe outcomes from COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. I actually did a post this morning uh, just like <laughs> just about that in of itself and it was the number one leading risk factor for death of COVID was obesity. You know what the second one was? Anxiety and fear. So yeah. mental and then the foods we're putting into our body and lack of exercise. Those were the number one reasons as to why po- people were are literally dying from COVID. Yeah, and the more you think about something, the more you manifest it. Mm-hmm. So if you're always always in fear, always stressed, always thinking about COVID, then guess what? You're going to manifest it in mm-hmm. your life. And uh, yeah, like being healthy, as you said, obesity is the number one killer in the world, mm-hmm. I think. it's. I think last time I checked, it was 20 million people, maybe worldwide, something like that, mm-hmm. that die every year from obesity or anything related to it because like... People don't take care of themselves. And Mm -hmm. not only, like we said, it's not only getting in the best shape. Like, it's not only having the six-pack and looking hot. It's being healthy, doing the work, and having Mm -hmm. putting in your body. Like, if you had a Ferrari, you would want to put the best gas in it. You would Mm want to take care of it. And people treat their body like trash. Yeah. But then it's too late. Like it's it's the, never the too homes, late. The homes, the cars, and all of that stuff. <laughs> when we have one body to live in, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, and it's uh. But why? The question is right. Always why? And that's always what I'm asking with functional medicine: is why, why, why? Mm-hmm. Not just what. Okay, what is there's obesity? Why? And it comes from literally um, these unresolved traumas. The way we were raised when we were a kid. Um, the way we were parented. You know, the lack of. Um, you know, proper masculinity for men and vice versa. And these manifest yeah. in these traumas, which creates our thoughts. And these thoughts create these unhealthy habits and addictions. Every addiction, whether it be a drug addiction, a food addiction, all is stemming from some type of trauma that's been unresolved. And not only your trauma, like it can be your ancestor trauma. So your parents, your grandparents, it's been proven um, that you carry trauma from your mm-hmm. ancestors. And I watched a documentary and there was a study on it about mice. And they were like the parents of the mice, they trained her to be scared of a flower or whatever. They were slapping her with it or I don't know exactly what they did. And they were basically inflicting pain, showing the flower or whatever. And then two generations down the line, the mice never been trained mm-hmm. and just 
taking out that flower, the mice were stripping and not mm. she was scared and stuff just from all those trauma and um, that she was carrying from ancestor and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yes, you have to work like not only on the LT way and the food and stuff, but also inside. And mm-hmm. I had the same problem as you. At one point, I was not fulfilled. And I was like, I look so hot. I'm, I'm, I'm in shape, this and that. But fuck, I'm so unhappy. And money and cars and everything is not going to make you happier. Like, I had everything. I was traveling the world. I was I, I was at a trip in the Maldives, $50,000 trip. And I was like, this is it? Like, I'm not even happy to be here. Like, mm-hmm. I, people dream of that. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm here. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important. And... um so the the turning point of your success in business was also the turning point of your health. So obviously when you had all those problems and all that pain, you were not functioning properly, not being able to build businesses, not doing this and that. And that's what happened with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So they're obese or they're, it can be extreme shape, whatever, but they're not happy and they don't have the energy so they can't build businesses yeah and if we're talking about being successful in life that's was a turning point for you yeah kind of like what i said a minute ago is like our self-mastery and our leadership of ourselves allows us to serve other people and we can even take that and expand it in different ways even as well too um when we aren't healthy when we're not taking care of our body not fueling our body with good food we're not getting basic human needs literally movement sunlight hydration you know and we're not also working on this through like the books we're reading podcasts we're listening to um, I, I think that we can't really think anywhere outside of that too. Mm-hmm. So like I know for my clients that I work with quite a bit, they come to me, let's say with massive gut issues, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, and their whole world is revolving around, you know, this whole issue. It's yeah. all they can think about all day long. And I know when I felt like shit and my gut was off, <laughs> my hormones were off, literally all I could think about was like survival. Like I felt so just depressed and felt awful every single day. And this took up so much of my energy, takes up so much energy to feel like shit. (laughs) Like it it, it seriously does. It's 95% of your happy hormone in your gut. And I remember like I had four colonoscopy. I had um, surgery in in my intestine uh, because I did um, an ulcer. So Mm -hmm. I bleed it out. I passed out. They brought me to the hospital. I had to have an emergency surgery for it. And um, I had so much gut problem. I was bleeding for years. And there was not only coming from the food because I tried everything. I'm one of the LTS person that I know. Like I checked the water, I checked everything I put in my body, but I also didn't fix all those trauma until mm-hmm. a certain point. And now that I, since the last two, three years, I fixed a lot of trauma and everything and it's getting better and better and mm-hmm. better. So yeah. Yeah, our gut and our brain are very interconnected between the two, which is why we call our gut our second Second brain. brain. Um, 95% of our serotonin is based out of the gut and our vagus nerve, which connects the our brain all the way down to the gut, you know, and it goes both ways. So let's say we're someone who has had a shitty diet with a bunch of processed foods, tons of sugar, artificial sweeteners, maybe been on a course of antibiotics and their gut gets really off. They've actually shown that low diversity in the gut or gut 
dysbiosis and imbalance mm-hmm. of bacteria um, will literally cause um, neurological disorders. For some people, it's autism um, in younger age, even things like that, Alzheimer's anxiety, and, mm-hmm, and older age, neurodegenerative issues. So Alzheimer's, um, dementia as well, too, all based off of the bacteria in our gut. And then on the other side, too, you know, when we have traumas, they've shown that we have poor vagal tone and that communication. If you think about it, when we were triggered and we go into a trauma state and it puts our body into this uh, sympathetic place, um, our whole digestive system shuts down and it either holds on to everything or expels everything. Um, And also when we're in a stress state, the contractions in the gut also increase over time. So our gut and our uh, brain are very, very, very interconnected and they both influence each other. And it's all working subconsciously. So you have to be careful, like to heal yourself because you're not really controlling that. Yeah. Um, So tell me a little bit like now you're successful. Um, I think you're in the best place that you ever been in your life. Um, What's your morning routine? What's your daily routine? Like what's stuff that you made it? drastic change for you like mm-hmm. okay I do this and like this is it yeah my morning routine is my secret secret sauce <laughs> I don't know why I can say that but um, it's actually one of the first thing I also have my clients create and one of the biggest things I'm told for my clients too is they go I don't wake up motivated. I don't wake up excited. And I go, freak, neither do I. I go, you know what the first thought is I think when I wake up in the morning is press the snooze button, sleep more in my nice warm bed. I go, no, I don't wake up with energy. I have to create it every mm-hmm. single day. I don't wake up motivated to want to do all the things to go work out. There are some crazy people out there that literally are just like, oh my God, I love life. And I get up. That's not me at all. <laughs> so Cut like, with the deggy. I just want to stay in. <laughs> no, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this. But guess what? Like that morning routine is what creates my mindset um, for me to show up to do the things that I need to during the day. And it's, it's evolved over time. Uh, Typically, I wake up, whether it's, I mean, this week I even woke up as early as 4.30. That's rare, though. I don't always do that. But normally between about 5, 5.30. And I like to call it like an M&M routine and making it simple, something for your mind, something for just movement for your body. So um, whether it's a book that I'm reading, meditation, journaling, it's changed over time. Right now, I'm a little bit more focused on, you know, reading and, you know, whether it be like a personal development book, sometimes it's a, something that may be a little bit more biblical even as well too, but something that Like can, browser? Like biblical? Biblical, like... No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like more of my faith-based stuff. Um, something that can actually put different thoughts into my mind because, and that's why I have my clients do it too because most of our thoughts are on repeat based off of our traumas every also single day. Also your house, like because when you see stuff, your subconscious mind recognize yeah. your house, your couch, everything mm-hmm. and, and this event. is my identity this is yeah, who I exactly. am it's all just recreated again first thing we wake up so you so. read a lot you breathe you hydrate first thing in the morning I hydrate full glass yeah that's probably the first thing I do full glass of water with actually glutamine in it aloe vera liquor shoot for the gut um, that's good. I put a lot of my clients on that too first thing in the morning then I'm a coffee girl so I have my coffee I sit down like what 30 minutes after the water or immediately after Probably a little bit more immediately after, oh but don't follow my lead. Okay. I'm like the type of like, give me my coffee. I'm like water first, <laughs> but then coffee. And then that's where I dive into like doing the work. So reading, so I've done meditation too, where it's been like, I got up to doing like an hour of meditation. Um, but 
and just change it based off of what I feel like I need. And then there's some kind of movement that I'll do. So I like to do walking meditations quite a bit. So um, I learned this from Dr. Joe Dispenza. I know you know his work, but he has um, some walking meditations. So it's like you're listening to the music. You're kind of doing some more manifestations, but you're walking. It's, you're it's moving advanced. your body. Like yeah. walking meditation. It's um, Your eyes are open. You're yeah, not like walking with your eyes like, closed. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like people can't even shut their minds. So I would say that. Uh, you've been doing meditation for a while, so I, I, that's why you can do it. It's like Eckhart Tolle says that he meditates all the time because he's always meditating in a passive state, like mm -hmm. he control his thoughts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the beginning, <laughs> people need kind of sit down because I guess if they walk and stuff, their brain just going to go all crazy. Yeah. So, and I use it for like, think of it like walking into your future. Yeah. So like for me, it's more so visualization of where I want to go with my life, like putting myself in that and the walking, you know, motion creates emotion. So I feel like through what I'm reading or, mm -hmm. you know, my morning routine that I do before the walking, you know, this allows me then to actually create that energy. And by the time I get home, after I've done both of those things, I'm just like, boom, let's crush the day. You know, then I can show up for my clients the way I need to. And if you don't want to see Rachel on a day where she hasn't done her morning routine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it started the day on the right track for sure. You take cold shower ever did or cold bath? I did that for like a year. I need to get back on the cold shower so train. Good. I know. I've never done it like full, full cold shower. Um, but I would always like start it what and then finish you it cold. Pussy? Finish yeah, it cold. Finish no, it there's cold. no benefit of taking a hot shower and cold at the no, end. No, you wash your hair, shampoo, then finish it cold. No, you're supposed you know, to go so straight like... up cold for three to ten that's minutes. That's awful. And it's to start the hormone. That's the challenge. It's actually that's great for your vagus nerve too. It's cold better than coffee. Is good. So yes. we're gonna switch it this week for the next month. <laughs> the cold well the thing is you can't even do cold showers in Texas because it like it's like a lukewarm shower in the no, summer. But you you have you have a house uh, or an uh, an apartment with uh. two bedrooms so one has a bath so you leave the water cold cuz you only take a cold bath you're not dirty you're not washing yourself you just go in the cold bath and you can just buy ice and put it in before it's you jump in. a lot of work in. to do at 5 a.m. Mm, it's not. <laughs> you guys see after that, you'll be jumping around. You'll be one of those morning persons. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I, I have done the cold showers and I do like them. Um, I think those are great. That's cool. Um, okay. I had another question about spirituality. But first, since we were talking about books a little there and there, give me your top three. I know you read a lot. Normally I ask one book, but you mm -hmm. read a lot. So I'll give you the chance to give top three. Top three books. I feel like they've changed so much though so now, all the time recent books though um well, I let's read, say today today you would today some someone's come to you now and is like i want to read three books what are they the first three books that come to your mind talking about morning routine miracle morning by hal elrod have you heard of that one before no um Bedros, my business coach had me read that during a period when i was in massive burnout and he just was like read this book and it's not specific to fitness or business it's literally about how we can create the life we want through creating a powerful morning routine and he kind of goes through all these different things but it's a very inspirational story about a guy who was in this car crash and he had uh, basically he went like more like paraplegic after and he used a lot of these things like meditation his morning routine to you know, get his life and also heal his brain that had a lot of trauma after that accident too so that's a really good book and it's tactical like things you people can do for their morning routine that's cool um another one i read recently uh wayne dyer the power of intention 
which is a good one, yeah, a very good one. one about like how our thoughts create our reality um, and how living in intention, you know, can also offer more fulfillment and yeah. what we want in life. So it's a lot of like the law of attraction. I really, really liked that one a lot. Um, another one, I guess I'll pick a functional medicine one. Um, I would say Eat Smarter by Sean Stevenson, if you've heard of his stuff, because he takes more of a functional medicine approach okay. um, to nutrition and all of that as well. That's but, cool. Yeah. No, I'm reading right now The Happy Gut. The Happy uh, Gut. Yeah, and yeah. then I'll, I guess I'll read this one. It's one of my first book about, I did a lot of research about food and all that stuff, like tons of research, documentary, everything, but never actually read book. And then I saw an ad on Instagram about this happy gut doctor. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, this guy looks cool. And he, he had similar problem than me, mm -hmm. the leaky gut and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad because, like, as you know, like, I've, I remember seeing so many doctors, maybe 50, 60 doctors. Like, I did the best hospital in Quebec. And nobody is competent like there it's like they don't know what to tell you they just say it's ibs it's crown it's this and that yeah. and then you do the test and you do, you do the biopsy and you do things and it's it's nothing they mm -hmm. can't find the cause and they're like oh well i'm sorry i mean four corners copy later it's like we can't mm -hmm. find it still we don't know what you have and it's just like it's so hard yeah like 70 percent of autoimmune conditions actually come down to a leaky gut even as well, too. And normal Western medicine, we're not looking for things like leaky gut. They're looking at structural, you know, is there Crohn's ulcerative colitis? Is there an ulcer? Maybe is there inflammation? But they're not looking at bacteria, the microbiome. Exactly. Nutrition, leaky gut even. They never asked um, a question about that. They were like, oh, you have those problems. Okay, we'll try to fix it. And then, oh, you're bleeding. Okay, um, it must be irritation, this and that. And I remember... At a certain point, I was going to the bathroom 14, 15 times a day. Mm -hmm. And the the bad day was like 20 times. It's like, like you said, your life revolves around that. You're like, yeah, you I couldn't really go to the beach because there's no bathroom closed. So I was always like, it was very annoying for me. Yeah, your mental health is affected. Oh, yeah. I talk a lot to my clients too about, so when your gut is leaky and you're getting bacteria, toxins, food seeping through that, they've also shown you get what's called the leaky brain. So you get a breach in your blood-brain barrier too, which also allows for more neuroinflammation of the brain. Extreme fatigue, Depression, that's what I had the brain most. fog, quite a bit even as well too. Those I was are like very always, always tired because on top of the bleeding and all that stuff, I was losing so much iron mm -hmm. and I was depleting on a lot of stuff so it's it's crucial for like when i when i promote health it's not only to look hot it's because we've been through a lot and ne i never really told story about like talking about shit and stuff like that and, and, and having camera in your ass is not a topic that i bring on instagram yeah make a test on sexy <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i was, I was like um that's why i created the podcast because i want to be real i want to say that mm -hmm. Because uh, sometimes people are like, oh, being hot and having a six pack is not the only thing in life. No, but being obese or overweight and it's that's causing mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. Not only it, it's proving that you have emotional trauma mm -hmm. first, because if you can't stop putting food, it's because you're trying to fulfill mm -hmm. yourself, comfort yourself and you have trauma. That's number one. And second thing is just all the disease that come with it. And for going to the hospital a lot, um, it's not fun. Mm -hmm. Not fun at all. Yeah. <laughs>
so we talked about meditation um, and stuff. You consider yourself spiritual, like you manifest all that stuff. Yeah, I believe in definitely like the the power of intention, the power of our thoughts with creating our reality, with creating mm -hmm. essentially the outcomes that we want in life. I think we attract all of that in our life overall. Um, you know, and I was raised Christian even as well too. So I have that faith base, but I believe in both. I believe, you know, um, both are co-created and coexist together. And actually uh, Wayne Dyer in that book, Power of Intention, he does a really good job at kind of explaining both as well. Mm -hmm. I think faith is good in terms, I'm not into religion at all, mm -hmm. but um, what I like about um, faith and, and sometimes religion, what it's going to bring is people going to believe so strong into mm -hmm. the help that it, so they're going to help themselves. They're going to manifest yeah. it, but then that's the fate that brings it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's still helping. Faith like, is powerful regardless, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And the power of faith versus being, I think we all need to believe in something. Like we have to believe in something. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really. That you call it God or energy or consciousness or whatever you want to call it. But at least as long as it's in respect of other, like believe in whatever you want and, but it's still going to bring good. Yeah, and I think it gives us a sense of guidelines to follow as well, too, how to live a high-value life, someone of character, someone of values, how to, um, you know, show up with kindness and love and all of these encounters. And I think, you know, if you look at all different religions and faith, you know, all of it does come kind of in, encompasses a lot of the same things yeah. as well, too. Very similar. Um, so if you would be giving an advice to your younger self or people listening, what would it be? Oh boy, give advice to my younger self. Or people that are listening or, or stuff that you would say like. I'd say that, you know, there is power in working with a coach. And I know you're a coach, you help people, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're doing life coaching. Um, I'm a nutritionist and I haven't gotten to where I'm at even today, whether it be with my business, my health, um, my own traumas without help. And I think sometimes, and especially men, um, we struggle with asking for help or yeah. utilizing help. Um, and, you know, my business during COVID 10x, but it was because I worked with a coach. Um, I've also worked with different counselors and life coaches as well, too. To you help invested me. a lot, too, yeah. like just so people know that when you're successful, the successful people understand the investment. So mm -hmm. uh, I know your coach is uh, expensive and it was worth it because you put the work behind. But just so people know, you invest a lot of money into, into um, myself, yeah. into yourself, like, like books, uh, training, coaches and stuff. So not only that we say we're a coach, but we have our own coach and we like walk the talk. Mm -hmm. If we preach it, it's because we're doing it and we see the work. Yeah. And I think when you invest into a coach, you're subconsciously also telling yourself, I believe in, in myself. myself by doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like if I was going to expend the amount of money that I did with my coach to work with my business, I had to freaking believe in myself, yeah. you know, that I was going to do things do I said good. I was going to do and grow my business. And I did and I 10x it. And it's the same thing in anything in life. So especially if you're someone who's, you know, struggling, working with a coach, it's accountability, mm -hmm. but you're subconsciously telling yourself you're worth it. Exactly. And I believe in myself. And um, money is energy. So if you're trying to bypass and get everything for free or do stuff for free or get training for free all the mm -hmm. time, you're basically telling life that you're not ready to invest in yourself. You don't put the energy towards it. So yeah. 
energy and consciousness because you create the life you want, recognize it. So no matter what you're going to say consciously that, oh, I'm worth it. Now, if you were really thinking that subconsciously, you would invest in yourself. You would not be mm -hmm. scared to invest in yourself and you would just do it, like take risk, do stuff. And when you're doing it, it's an exchange of energy that you're doing. And it's like proving yeah. life that I'm getting it. Yeah, it's having that faith like we yeah. talked about like I have faith in this and um, I did a post before about like having a cost mindset versus an investment mindset so mm -hmm. when we have a cost mindset basically we look at everything as transactional relationship business and we never can grow beyond just like I love that the cost here. mindset I call it the broke mindset yeah. it's maybe it's broke not cost. Well, I, it's exchange, I, like, right? I like this is a more polite uh, way to say we probably end up broke yeah, yeah um, I'm, I'm, I'm just like nicer. you have a broke mindset I got a millionaire mindset now nah, I should got it like well, that it's cost versus investment yeah. mindset you know I make this investment yes there's mm -hmm. a cost here momentarily like exchange but what is this going to give me back when I invest yeah. into for example when I invest into myself the time through in my workouts the the money investment into my food I could look at it as that cost the time I have to take away from my work to go work out the time I have to take away to go grocery shop and buy these healthy foods yeah. I could look at it as just a cost but or I could look at it as what is that actually going to do for me mm -hmm. my confidence um, how am I going to show up in my business you know that you know creates confidence in the way you yeah. show up in different encounters overall and I was also you subconsciously Consciously tell other people things about you. You know, if you have someone walk into a room you're trying to do business with and they're sloppy, they're unhealthy, are you going to trust that person very yeah. much? So probably not. You know, exactly. so when you're when you take care of yourself, you're also telling somebody, I'm someone who follows Dedicated. through yeah. on things I say I'm going to do. I'm disciplined, and that's a very attractive thing. Business, relationships, anything you want in life. So I think, you know, investing in yourself to answer your question coach and, and if you can't afford a coach books podcasts there's yeah. so much free information out there your podcast is free yeah <laughs> and still <laughs> books and stuff it's uh i buy a book every week every week i buy a book because i read between two to three books a month so every week as soon as i finish a book i order another one mm -hmm. and let's say i talk with you i, bu I bought a book in the car uh -huh. while coming um Esther Perel. I don't i don't skip i don't say oh yeah like when i trust people like you or i trust people like um, that I recognize that I value and they tell me a book, I just buy it straight up. I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to buy it later. No, because I'm going to forget. I do things now. I invest in myself. And that's that's one thing I always do. Like I always add, bought audiobook. I listen to Gaia, all that stuff. I also, Mind Valley is like um, super business stuff. I took a year subscription. That So quit your Netflix. Quit all that bullshit, guys. Like, it's okay once in a while to watch a movie. You want to have Netflix and chill, be my guest. But um, invest in yourself first. And then when you uh, need a little break, that's when you deserve it. It's Why would you pop champagne and do Netflix and this and that when you're broke and you don't have the life that you want and you're not LT? So, mm -hmm. yeah, I like it. It's the first time that someone bring investment, and I totally agree with that. Um, can you tell me like, uh, one time that you had a failure that we're talking about manifestation. So what time that you had a failure that actually became a success because often like a breakup or stuff like that, or anything that happened to us, we tend to see negative, but there's no bad or good in life. Mm -hmm. It's just things happen and life has something for you and it's coming and just, just trust the process of faith, however yeah. you want to call it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. 
two big ones, I think, for me that were very life-altering that I remember in the moment being like, why is this happening to me? This is the worst thing ever. And I won't—I don't know if it's a failure necessarily, but it was a very traumatic event. You know, the, one of the first one was all my health issues, yeah. right? You know, I was mad at myself for, in a way, doing that to my body, mm-hmm. for pushing my body to that extremes for, you know, and even at that period of my life, like I was, yes, worried about calories and macros, but I wasn't paying attention to the food, like the quality mm-hmm. of the food. There was a lot yeah. of artificial foods, artificial sweeteners, Gluten. disgusting Walden yeah. Farm shit, you know, that poison, all that stuff that I was putting in my body, overtraining and the traumas and stuff. So I was mad at myself because I felt like I caused all of my gut stuff and my hormones and all of that to be off. And I remember, mm-hmm. of course, like laying in bed and being like, this isn't real life. This is not happening. You know, like I felt betrayed by my body because I was a fitness model. I was someone who was health conscious and now I have all of these health issues. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, now like that allowed me to go through the entire process to, I probably would not be as obsessed about gut health as I am now if I didn't have gut issues. Like I would not sit down and learn and just be like, I want to learn about gut stuff. (laughs) You start learning about it, right? Because you have gut stuff and you're like I want to learn about this this is interesting Mm -hmm. so it allowed me to become like super focused and obsessed about functional medicine and hormones and thyroid and gut stuff and now it's literally what I do is a career is help people heal and it's literally been my whole experience between you know, the hormones and all of that and how we heal that, but also the personal development and the addressing the traumas, everything that I went through that at the time felt so shitty that also then now you use it to I make use a living. It and I help other people like and now it's literally my career because of all, like I made a career out of the shit yeah. I went through like, because you realized there was a lack, there was lacking of this. And that's that's the same reason why I became um fitness coach and a life coach because I think that people need it and I wouldn't be the person I am right now without um, Tony Robbins and all those people mm-hmm. that I was looking at and I was like one day I'll be like that for people and now because of all your thing you became like the master gut <laughs> yeah and no one wants to go to listen to someone speak if they they've had like a perfect life like yeah. imagine the guy up on stage who's like I just did this 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 and I crushed it and I created this business and I'm so happy and I have the family we're gonna be like boring like I don't want to hear that I want to hear someone they want to relate I want to hear someone who's gone through shit who's been in the gutters who's had to pull and dig themselves back up and yeah. recreate themselves and now they're living you know to their fullest potential so I think that's one of the beautiful things that is sometimes our pain that becomes our purpose yeah that's really good yeah i mean because when you go through all that i remember i was the same and even nowadays when i have like today i'm my belly is fucked <laughs> i got drugged yesterday guys nice in west hollywood it was amazing um and when i have days like this that i'm bleeding and my gut is just so fucked um i'm like fuck i remember how how bad it was back then and i'm like mm-hmm. i don't want to live that again mm-hmm. but as you said that made me not only want to be a fitness coach, but I was like, I have to heal um, all the rest that we talked about. Like, and, and that's when I dig more deeper in spirituality and the food, the water with fluoride, the machine to clean my water, like everything, uh, toothpaste. Uh, I don't wear, uh, I have a natural deodorant that doesn't have aluminum and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Now I'm just super careful what I put in my body because I want to be a perfect machine. I want to make sure I treat it 
like it's the best thing in the world because it is for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what was your um, your best investment this year? Best investment this year. Well, going back to coaching, I actually um, I was working with my business coach, um, and I had worked with a counselor, but it wasn't quite like a life coach. And actually, I met um, her name's Brittany. She came on my podcast actually recently, <laughs> and um, she's helped me tremendously as a coach, kind of deal with some of my some of my remaining traumas. And you know. If we keep digging, we're going to find stuff. But, you know, as a woman who's been single, who's very driven, entrepreneurial, the dating world has been very, very difficult for What's me. What's up with your dating life, Rachel? <laughs> you want to talk about it on the podcast? <laughs> Should I invite you in another podcast talk about your dating talk life? Talk about my dating life. You know, well, How's it's hard. T- Texas man, Texan? How do we call them? <laughs> when you've done so much work on yourself and you're someone who's driven, you know exactly what you want and what that looks looks like like I never want to get into a relationship where I feel like I'm pulling somebody you know so yeah. for me she actually had me do some very tactical things about getting clear on my own values on like specifically what I want in a relationship but also making sure that I'm living those things that I'm also looking for in a relationship because how often do we say I want this from somebody else but guess what we are yeah exactly yeah you have to heal yourself that's why you text me at 3 a.m that's part of the list yeah. <laughs> but yeah I remember it's like um, there was one of um, my friend in Canada she was like if you have sex with, with, with girls without purpose and stuff like that and, and multiple like when I used to be young and um, I didn't really care about who, who I was sleeping with the girl was hot and it was okay uh, you're actually blocking um, the intention in life to manifest your loved one like the person that because you're showing life that, hey, you're ready to accept whatever. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this girl is hot. You can do it, whatever, whatever. Um, so I know that uh, your sex life is very important for you. You just don't go and waste your energy and stuff. No. You wait for the right partner, and I respect that. Um, so, yeah, it's super important. Like, if you're trying to manifest the person that you want, uh, you need to align and be the person that's going to yeah. manifest this person. Mm-hmm. Most people are looking for what they can get versus what they can yeah. give, right, in most relationships and everything in life. Um, another good book, I think it's, um, I'm blanking on the name, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. And, you know, most people go into every business encounter relationship is what can you do for me and they want to be right and this and that and then how does that work out right not so well (laughs) you know when we go into every encounter of like i'm going to be everything that i desire Mm -hmm. therefore we attract what it is that we want into our life yeah so for me it was getting really clear on the woman that i am the values the standards that i have um, so, and also it's been a great filtering system because if someone is Doesn't not aligned yeah. with that, it's very easy for me to say like, Hey, yeah. no, this isn't the right fit. We for were me. talking about it in the car because I've been single for five years and it was the same for me. And as I told you, it take me one or two day. And if the person doesn't have what I, there's few things on my list that are key things. I may like, I make, you make a list, like you would be mm-hmm. shopping for an apartment. I made a list. And, yeah. yeah. And then you have like, let's say. 15 things on the list and then you're like okay this five or six thing i don't compromise on this so let's say non-negotiables yeah yeah, exactly you would be like i want someone that's supporting me that i want someone that's successful someone that's positive in life 
and then you would want someone physically to be brunette, blue eyes, and this. But this, okay, this I'm ready to compromise if I meet a girl that is blonde instead, and and it's she has things on the list, and I'm like, wow, then it's good. Or um, I would want someone that like to do tons of sport, but okay, this as long as she does activity, she doesn't need to do like she can do yoga or whatever. Like, and then you you put things that you're not willing to compromise. Yeah. And as we talked, it's like, I see it very quickly. Oh, like this type of behavior, I can't deal with that. Because I know long term, mm -hmm. after five relationships, like catastrophic relationship. Oh my God, one day I'll, I'll, I'll write a book on, on my dating life. It was a roller coaster. <laughs> Fuck. Um, my friend always like, you should write a book. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. But um, first I wasn't the person that I am now. So I was attracting a mm -hmm. uh, lesson. That's Swimming all I call it. in the wrong it. pools, yeah. Yeah, like... Sex was good. She was hot. Okay, I have those feelings. But it's like, this is all chemical. Like, in order, the person has to be a best friend. Like, it, it's more than just that. And as you said, you have to have that list. Yeah. And a lot of people do lists for everything, except when it's come to the love life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was one of the things that Coach Brittany had me do <laughs> is like, what are the everything you want in a person and what are like the non-negotiables and what are the oh it'd be nice to have mm -hmm. like I'd like to have this um, but it allowed me to get really really clear on that overall um, and that was really helpful when it comes to dating overall but also I like to think of you know relationships in general this isn't just sexual relationships this could be business relationship friendships you know a question I always ask ourselves too is you know instead of like um me trying to read that person, reading your own energy after you're with that person. You yeah. know, does this person give me energy? Like, for example, I have my best friend named Michelle. Uh, shout out to her. And um, every time I'm with her, I leave feeling like a million bucks. Like I leave and I feel like I'm so motivated. I'm so inspired. I want to go yeah. crush the world. She's someone who gives me energy. And, you know, when you're with someone romantic, business, friendships, and they're draining energy from you, oh, they're pulling so energy when you leave it, that's what you really need to be assessing. Does this person give you energy or are they drawing that from you versus yeah. always trying to read sometimes that person? It's just like assess your own energy energy after you're with that person yeah exactly how do you feel about that person because that's what they call the butterfly or whatever like how does that person make you feel and then you can judge by yourself of the rest um i would say what's your favorite quote or mantra mantra quote. or quote yeah. um change the way you look at things and the way things look change that's a quote by Wayne Dyer. And I think that goes very much in alignment with a lot of what we've talked about here, right? So when we change our thoughts, when we address a lot of these traumas, um, and we create the way we actually want to think. And I think how often have any of us ever sat back and th questioned our thoughts? And that's mm -hmm. something I talk about all the time. We we have a thought, and because we had a thought, we believe it to be true. Yeah. But these thoughts have been created based off of our childhood, our environment. Your ego. Our ego and all these things and just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's true and you can choose not to accept that and to recreate the things you want to believe to be true mm -hmm. so when we change the way we look at things the way things look change and you know yeah. how it's like people who are searching for happiness right we're searching for this is the body the fitness is going to make me happy that job that if you're relationship. chasing it it's chasing you so you never reach it yeah then you only get lack but mm -hmm. when you look at things differently you experience happiness in a completely different yeah. way it reminds me of the 
the the mantra like um life doesn't happen to you but it you, like you make it happen it's how you react to life because no matter what's the event at the end of the day it's just how you react mm -hmm. no matter what's happening to you you always have like multiple way of reacting and if you react the right way then life is just going to be beautiful mm -hmm. so yeah and we get to give meaning to Mm -hmm. everything in life right like you could give meaning to you know like all of my gut issues like uh, that I experienced I could have given a meaning to this of like why did this happen to me you know not used it for a positive so it's like mm -hmm. we can create the stories we can create the meaning of the things that we go through and we can literally choose the thoughts that we want to believe to be true and then yeah once it's okay to acknowledge the thoughts but as you said yeah. choose what you want like and and if anybody would insult you or anything would happen, you have the choice not to react to it. Just say, okay, like, this is it. And even when you have thoughts like, I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm this, it, it doesn't mean it's true. It's just your mm -hmm. brain is tricking you. So you can acknowledge it and just change your thoughts and then you're going to change your reality, like you said. Mm-hmm. And it works, too. Like, I had my clients <laughs> do this. I had a client do this on Friday, and um, he was struggling to follow through on the commitments. You know, I had him do the nutrition and had him do all these stuff. And he's like, oh, I would do it for a few days, and I'd stop. And I, I went through this entire process with him. So I have him draw a line down a sheet of paper. And on the left side of the paper, we write um, the negative affirmations that he's telling himself. So those negative ones could be yeah. things like, I'm fat, I'm ugly. We tell ourselves affirmations all day. And so we went through some of these different affirmations and he was saying, and some of them were like, uh, you look good enough for 38, you know, and things like that. Or um, you can just start tomorrow with this little mess up. So he had all these little affirmations. They were not like terrible, like you're ugly or things like that. But we reframed them for him. So I'm like, okay, I go, is this really what you want to believe? You're good enough for 38. And he's like, yeah. fuck no. You know, so I was like, all right, what do you want to believe? He goes, I want to believe that I'm in the best fucking shape of my life. And I'm like, okay, because he's like, because I do, I follow through on the things I say I'm going to do. And I'm like, all right, write that one down, you know? And there were some different ones where we literally reframed all of these, you know, negative affirmations. And he walked out of my office being like, I feel like a completely different person. He was like so excited. And I said, so these thoughts are going to still come up. They're not going to just go away now. And I yeah. said, but every time it does, what you're going to do is you're going to intentionally replace it with what we just created here. Mm -hmm. And I said, in at first, right, we don't always believe it, but you will feel differently, you know, by just saying that to ourselves because you feel like shit when you speak shit to yourself. Yeah. And you can literally intentionally change it to what you want to believe and you feel different. And guess what happens over time? You start actually doing those things. Yeah, there was a, a study I remember I read in a book. It was like they took people that were in depression for years and then they make... Uh, them repeat for 20 minutes in front of a mirror I'm happy I'm happy I'm happy and at mm -hmm. the end nobody was depressed again mm -hmm. like it just changed their whole mood and perception because those words are powerful and then of course as you said if we put them back in the life that they had that they felt miserable and they gonna always have those thoughts that are bad they're gonna go back to depression real quick but yeah. if you do it, and I'm sure the first few minutes that they say it, I'm happy, I'm happy. If they've been depressed for years, they don't believe like, it. This is bullshit. Yeah. yeah, and at one point, they start the brain start picking up on it, the subconscious mind, and then makes you feel happy. Guess what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you do that every day for years, yeah. like that was only 20 minutes. If you do that um, mantra, you can you can say stuff out loud in the morning. Like 
I've seen video, it's super cool where they now at school, like some teacher are gonna put a mirror and the kids are like, I am strong and then I am beautiful and then yeah. just do stuff like that. And uh, that's what we should teach kids because those things are powerful instead of bullying other kids like mm -hmm. we used to do. <laughs> it's like, yeah. this should be how we do it. Affirmations are, are very powerful. And like what you were just saying is like, we've been on this autopilot for so long with these negative affirmations, kind of think like driving to work. You know, you don't even think about it. You just end up there. And now you're going to go a completely different way to work. And you're going to have to start thinking about it. Be yeah. a little bit more intentional when those come up. They're like, oh, I'm not going this way. I'm going this way. Yeah. Even though my body just muscle memory wants to go this way. But over time, guess what happens? We naturally start to go this new route. Um, and it's the same thing like with even um, the placebo. So they use in like antidepressant studies too. So the people are experiencing depression, right? But what are they affirming in themselves all the time? They're saying, I'm so depressed, I'm, I'm unhealthy, all this stuff. But when they are given a sugar pill, but they they believe, they so believe that they're about to feel better because of what they're taking, which is a sugar pill, guess what happens to their affirmations? They start saying, I'm going to be, I'm going to be happier. I'm going to yeah. start feeling better. And guess what happens? This they is start feeling me. better. That's the placebo effect. That's literally what is happening. You know, the only thing that's happening, the affirmations yeah. they're telling themselves. Exactly. So last question would be like, what's your best uh, time management advice or when you feel unfocused or overwhelmed, like what do you do? Because I know you have a successful mm -hmm. business. Um, as we as we discuss, eating healthy, going to the gym, meditation, reading books, all that stuff takes a lot of time. So how do you yeah. manage your time? Yeah, and I know the thought sometimes when we're we're busy, we're feeling a little bit burnt out. Is I'm gonna just kind of neglect maybe my workouts. I'm gonna neglect um, my morning routine and things like that. And I've been there before. Um, I am very intentional to keep with that because I will literally grow crazy without that. Because for me, like fitness and that, that is like my, um, it's my therapy, you know, for myself. Yeah. And it's also the accountability I have with myself every single day. So regardless of how burnt out or busy I am, I still keep with those commitments to myself because it helps me keep some level of sanity. Um, but along with that, I think it's, it's staying in a place of mindfulness. Um, you know, most of the time anxiety comes from anticipation of the future. So when we're living in an anxious place, which is when we're stressed out, we're thinking about everything we have to do, but if we really kind of look at like what's right here in front of me at this daily task, like I know I've been at a point where I've been burnt out and I'm in a consult with a client and I'm like, oh my God, I have to do all these things. You know, but how fair is that to that client, number one? But if I'm right here, right now, doing what's most important in front of me, it literally gets rid of all that, that anxiety. The and power of now. <laughs> yeah, and the power of now. Powering of being here, being intentional with our time. And that's hard. So you can kind of check in with yourself throughout the day. You know, and um, Dr. Nicola Para and that how to do the work. She has even her clients do some things where she's like, all right, set a timer multiple times throughout the day. And when it goes off, check where you're at. Are you here? Are you present? Are you completely somewhere else? And you realize how often we're unconscious. You know, we're not actually present in, yeah. in that moment. So, That's when you're stressed or anxious because you think about future yeah. or past. Everything that I have to do, everything yeah. I have to get done. So I'd say one is sticking with my commitments still that like allow me to show up my best. Mm -hmm. Two, I'd say staying present, um, you know, as much as possible on the things that are right in front of me, one thing at a time. Um, and then the other thing is too, is like, 
this is probably a little bit more tactical, but what are like the things that I need to get done in order of priority? Because most of us make just like checklists of like, I have to do this and it makes it look like equal, um, equal mm. necessity to get it done. And I know even like Andy Frisella, he has like the, the top three things that you have to get done and yeah. everything else is like- the Eat a, the frog, like do the most important stuff first. Most important things. First thing, not first morning. in the morning, but like first part of your date to get that task, out of the day. For, first work task. First task out of the day. And I think those three things being tactical, being present, sticking with your things, it'll get rid of a lot of that anxiety, but it'll allow you to still um, show up and get the things done that you need to. Amazing. And- Last special question for you. So gut issue, what would be um, your best nutrition tip for the gut? Like you said that in the morning you drink aloe vera. Aloe vera, uh, it's a, it's called Glutagenics. Um, it's by a company called Metagenics, but it's a combo between L-glutamine, um, aloe vera, and licorice root. So glutamine's great. It's amino acid. It helps how much you put? heal 10 the gram? gut lining. 20? So, um, yeah, so for leaky gut, they say upward to 15 to 20 grams for healing that. Um, I'm more in a maintenance right now, so I only do about 5 grams. Yeah. But for Actually, healing leaky gut. you can go up to 40 even if you have a leaky gut and you're active. Mm-hmm. You can do 2 times 20 during the day. Tastes like shit, but yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's not too bad. You do. Yeah. Uh, I started celery juice too right now. Okay. Like fresh celery juice with um, lemon. Lemon is good. And now I need to add aloe vera too. So that's, yeah. you would say it's a cocktail. I do also L-glutamine and all that stuff. Yeah. And this may not be the sexiest answer because everybody wants a quick fix. But, you know, the foods we eat are going to play the biggest role in our microbiome. And if we look at the traditional Western medicine diet, the processed foods, the sugar and all of that, they lack fibers that feed good bacteria. Yeah. They have sugars, um, inflammatory fats that cause inflammation in the gut that feed bad bacteria. Mm-hmm. So we get this uh, dysbiosis in the gut. So when you're eating an avocado, if you think about it, you're literally eating the microbiome of that avocado and you're filling, you're feeding different yeah. bacteria in the gut. So there's no secret pill. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, there, there's things that, you know, the combination of it all, right? Like I think like the supplements, like the glutamine, olive yeah. oil, liquor shirt is Supplement great. Is like- Probiotics, great. Take those too, you know, adding some good bacteria to the gut, yeah. prebiotics. But as you said, first would be like nutrition, workout, rest, and supplements are addition, but you need to fix all that and fix yourself, like yeah. heal yourself first too. Yeah, the whole person must heal in order for the gut to function <laughs> optimally. Yeah, amazing. Uh, if you want to tell us your social media where they can find you, also, you said um, you can give a location of your business, the name of it. So, yeah. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Rachel Shear or at Rachel Shear Nutrition. I have two pages. One's my practice. Um, website, rachelshear.com. Pretty simple there. And uh, my practice is located in Dallas, Texas, but I work with people wherever, and we can actually do the same lab testing, hormones, gut stuff, and we do telemedicine. So They um, just sent it to you? Yeah, we send out all the labs out to them. They do them in home, and then we do all the consult, consults virtually. So That's location cool. is not a problem. Amazing. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for all the amazing information and being awesome. Um, so, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening if you're on, uh, on the podcast. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.